The following program is a presentation of Jazz Sports. Welcome to Two Minute Warning, the high-paced American football podcast in which the time is in short supply but the opinions are not. My name is Jeremy. I am joined this time for the third incarnation of uh, this podcast that seems to start and stop all over the place uh, by brand new co-host Matt. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jess. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm excited to be getting back on the American football train, talking some NFL and maybe a few other little bits and bobs as well. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of smack talk about some teams as well. Well, yes, uh, we'll cover a, a little bit about you shortly and uh, we'll realise that the smack talk is much deserved when we find out who you support. But uh, for people who haven't tuned in before, just to give you a little bit of information about how this podcast works, we discuss a number of topics from the NFL, CFL, XFL, if it lives again any american football related topic that we fancy but the catch is that we only have two minutes to do that if we so choose each of us during this episode has one timeout and we can call a timeout to give ourselves a little bit of extra time but that goes equally as quickly and we really have to get through what we want to say before the time runs out all happens very very quickly hope you can keep up matt oh definitely up for the challenge so before we uh get into our first topic uh let's hear a little bit about you and uh, introduce you to our viewers tell us about yourself and your history with the wonderful sport of american football Okay, so as as you know, I'm Matt Matt Ward, um, massive uh, follower of all things American football, um, big New England Patriots fan, uh, which is sometimes an unpopular uh, team, um, given its history, long long history. Um, however, I also play the sport in the flag form, so uh, I'd say non-contact, but not necessarily non-contact. Uh, suffered. Um, a couple of injuries in that sport, but play for my team, the Swansea Hammerheads. I've already got a viewer from your team, Andy Cooper. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Yeah, so how long would you say you've been into American football in general? Um, I think probably since maybe the mid-90s. Uh, dating back to when my my dad um, used to support the Oakland Raiders, um, and I think sort of maybe the early two thousands fell in love with the um, the Patriots organization. Um, someone's got to. Well, yeah, someone's got to. Um, thankfully, I'm not alone. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, it's just um, it's fantastic organization to watch. Um, and very varied history, changing history now, um, and hopefully um, build on um, what the organisation's going to do um, this season. Yeah, and well, I'm, we're going to talk Patriots a little bit in some of our topics a bit later, but uh, before we get started, for people who don't know who I am, 
Uh, I am Jeremy Walker. I've been into American football for about 20 years now. Uh, was drawn in by the original XFL as a big wrestling fan uh, and took a while to find an NFL team. But after a, a bit of research about who was champion when I was born and watching teams for a while, I decided upon the Chicago Bears as my chosen NFL team for my sins. Since then, I've uh, played the sports, I've refereed the sports, I've coached the sports, I'm a former defensive coordinator and a former head coach. So I like to think that I know a little bit about what I'm saying, but uh, I'm sure we can leave our viewers to decide whether they agree with anything that either of us has to say uh, about this sport. Yeah, definitely. So with that in mind, shall we get going with our first topic of the day? I think we should. Okay, so plans to begin the season as normal are fully underway in the NFL. The question is, will we get a normal season or is it unrealistic to think that things will calm by then? Let's start the clock. So we're pretty deep into this coronavirus pandemic now. I do wonder if we're going to move into a second peak or whether things are going to calm down a little bit. But the NFL does seem to be making the right moves in terms of socially distanced opening of offices and getting the coaches back in eventually. My opinion on it all is that that I'm hopeful. I'm really, really hopeful that we we get something um, that represents a a normal season out there in the States. Um, I know we're not going to get anything over here in the UK, part of the international series. I think they ruled that out. No, indeed. They've cancelled that. Um, so, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm just really, really hopeful um, that that something can uh, that something can come of it. Um, and hopefully um, Roger Goodell and the, um, the commissioner's office out there um, play the cards right and, and do the right thing for everybody in the States, players and, and fans. That's right. And I think they're, uh, they're making good strides towards being able to play. They're doing things like helmet makers are trying to install face masks within within the face masks if that makes sense they're trying to put surgical masks inside the helmet so that you can protect from virus exposure while you're playing and that kind of thing so hopefully we'll start to see what's happening and june 12th is when goodell is hopeful that coaches will return so we'll have to wait and see whether anything picks up again or whether we'll be safe to play come september yeah um like like we mentioned with the helmets um we, that's our time for that topic that's fine it goes quickly it goes quickly uh too quickly <laughs> uh moving on to yeah topic number two then the biggest news of the off season so far by far is the exodus of uh, your favorite son tom brady from new england eventually yeah. landing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The question is, will Tom Brady get a seventh Super Bowl ring with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Okay, so short and sweet from me, really. Um, no, I don't think he will. 
Um, yeah, as you mentioned, he's he's probably my favourite son. But um, I think um, that they'll uh, he'll suffer in the NFC. I really do. I mean, I think there's a good chance, not because you know Brady's going to be able to walk in anywhere and and light it up. I don't think that Brady has that kind of power anymore in his advancing age. But that said, the Bucks were able to bumble into an almost winning record last year with Jameis Winston throwing all of his passes to the opposite team, it seems. So yeah. considering the people around him, uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on offense, he's got Gronk back, I, I think that's going to help his confidence, if nothing else. And the defense is stacked. Guys like Shaq Barrett and Dominican Sue, JPP, Devin White. There's a long list of really stellar defensive players on the Bucks. So even if Brady struggles to get going a little bit at the beginning, I think the defense can pull him out in the same way that they kept the Bucks in games when Jameis was Jamising all over the field. Yeah, like you said, um, they've got a they've got a stack D, but I I just I don't I honestly don't think hand on heart I I just can't see it happening, and I think um, if he doesn't win his seventh ring um, this season, he'll retire. He'll retire down I there. I think we might be heading into a one and done situation either way, uh, whether he either wins uh, or he doesn't and if he doesn't win he'll probably leave with his tail between his legs but uh, I think the only thing that might bring Brady back is a deep playoff run but not quite making the Super Bowl I think that might tempt him to, yeah. to have another go but mostly I think that will be that and that is that for our, yeah. our two minutes there so in a somewhat surprising move Joining Tom Brady, it was announced that former Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski was unretiring and had been traded to the Bucks. The question is, was retirement, or coming out of retirement, the right move for Rob Gronkowski? Okay, um, my opinion was um, Bill Belichick turned a, a retired player into um, a draft pick, I think. Um, fourth round draft pick um, and it's, it just seems crazy to me that he's been able to do that I think um, in the whole Bucks-Gronk situation they had the leverage there um, a bit more than the Patriots had because although Gronk was still a signed player to New England um, and his contract hadn't run out um Bill, I think, did the best in in a in a bad situation. Yeah, he was never going to play for the Patriots again. the The reason he retired, by all accounts, is that he was done. He was sick and tired of the Patriot way. So Belichick really yeah. had to use his head and think: Can I get something out of this situation? Because it's not going to be Gronk playing for us again. Um, but I think it's the the right move. Uh, Gronk is a lot younger than Brady, so he still has a lot left in him. I think. And he shed a lot of weight, yeah. um, but uh, in being in WWE for a, a few weeks, uh, we saw on Monday Night Raw this week that he's bulked back up a fair bit. Uh, he's looking pretty hench yeah. again um, compared to his time on WrestleMania less than four weeks ago. So I, I, 
think he can be productive. At least he'll be a compliment to uh, the guys that they've already got there in OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. I, I just don't think you can ask Rob, Gon- Rob Gronkowski to be blocking. I don't think that's his wheelhouse at no. all. No, uh, don't just just don't mention the blocking. Don't mention the blocking. <laughs> you might as well call Gronk a receiver. He's not much of a of a tight end. He's more just a well, really large receiver. A question that may offend you, and quite frankly, I hope it does. Uh, with no Brady and no Gronk, are the New England Patriots now the worst team in the AFC East? And I'm going to let you kick off this discussion with two minutes starting now. Um, no, I don't think they're the worst. Um, I think, um, and I'm going to offend somebody on my um, my Hamheads team. I I think the Jets are still the worst, but that's just personal personal rivalry. I I think the Jets are close to being the worst, but at least they've got. Like Le'Veon Bell and CJ Mosley and players of that ilk. Like, who have the Patriots got now? Like, Jarrett Stidham at QB? Like, gee, thanks. That's. Well, I I think you'll find um, Brian Hoyer is touted to start week one. Um, So, but unsure of that. Um, And I think think the reliance is now going to come on the likes of Julian Edelman if he doesn't go. Um, the the D's such as Stefan Gilmore being fantastic, the McCourties being fantastic on the defensive side, um, and maybe Nikhil Harry, um, young wide receiver. I'm going to stop you there because you're just, just you're dreaming and you're talking nonsense. And I I, th- I agree with you that the Jets may be close to being the worst alongside you, but uh, looking at the Dolphins and the Bills for a second, the Dolphins are on the rise they're building up they've got yeah uh, Tua Tonga Vailoa they've added lots of key players on offense um Jordan Howard who I rate a lot at running back loads on defense Carl Van Noy Byron Jones two massive edge rushers in Emmanuel Ogbar and Shaq Lawson yeah. and the Bills were already good the Bills were nipping at at the Patriots heels last year already and they've got Stefan Diggs from Minnesota yeah. so I think the Bills are going to be the best team in the AFC East. I'm happy to put that as a bold prediction right now. Um, But that's as as, as far as I can predict because our two minutes is up. Okay, Mm. that's fine. I'm not even going to use my timeout on that situation. I did wonder (laughs) if the timeout would come out on that topic, but uh, I'm sure you've got in mind where you'd like to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, next topic on the slate then uh the nfl schedule released a few weeks ago we've had some time to look at it and at the full schedule in detail yeah if the season goes ahead as planned and all 16 games are played who has the easiest and the hardest schedules in the 2020 nfl season time begins now Um, so yeah, we I think we looked at the schedule, didn't we, between us? And I think um, they've come up with apparently the New England Patriots have the hardest schedule. Um, is it because 
Jarrett Stidham is... According to the, the NFL, yes. Well, yeah. Is, is that because Jarrett Stidham is this QB? Or and are the, is the NFL or these people who make the predictions, are they are they just writing the Patriots off before before ball's been thrown? Well, the, the stats that we looked at, the strength of schedule, is completely based on the records of teams last year um, and how they finished. Um, and the the Patriots yeah. have got the on paper the hardest schedule because of facing the teams within their division who are on the rise, and they're also facing uh, yeah. I can't remember the other division they're facing, but they're facing a strong division. I think it's the uh, NFC South, so you're facing the the Bucks, the uh, Saints, the Panthers, yeah. and the Falcons, and that's quite hard to do um but i don't think the patriots have got the the hardest time i think actually the detroit lions have got the hardest schedule they're a team that were three and 12 last year uh and they have to face teams like the saints the titans the bucks the colts the panthers and they've got to face the the packers the bears and the vikings within the division so the only obviously winnable games that they have to me are the jags who are just constantly regressing and the Redskins who are always disappointing. So I think the Lions have got the hardest schedule. Are you sticking with the Patriots as your hardest? Because we get week one and we're kicking off, I think, against the 49ers. That's going to be a difficult starting point with um, facing our what should have been our Brady replacement in uh, Jimmy G. Mm. Um, I, I rate him anyway, but I think... Um, gonna stop yeah, you there because our, be, our time has tough. long expired i'm afraid yeah another situation where i think the the timeout's just not warranted yet <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to uh doing this in a few weeks when um i've got all the tech completely set up ready to go and we've got a a, a clock on the screen hopefully we can sort some internet signal yeah. out or make it so that there isn't quite as much lag between us and it's going to be even faster paced and we'll get more into the two minutes as well. Be interesting. To yeah, see. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to change the pace a little bit. Uh, in some off field news, it was announced that Jay Cutler and his reality TV wife, Kristen Cavallari are getting a divorce with two minutes on the clock. Who is the winner or who will be the winner in this mess that's, going on all right so um i think i think the winner in it all is is jay um to be honest um until recently i kind of found out he doesn't even have an nfl career anymore so that's more the fool me (laughs) um but um yeah i think um i think cavallari she she's 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 bought a, a nice five million dollar mansion in Tennessee as a as a nest for the kids. Um but I think um yeah Jay Jay'll be the winner at the end of it. Um but um I the last thing I remember of him is is the QB at in Chicago. Even yeah. though he's been other places. No he That's well my he didn't John Jay Cutler. He didn't really go anywhere else after Chicago. There was a, a threat of joining the Dolphins, I think, and then that didn't happen. But uh, Jay Cutler's NFL career very much died in the yeah. 2010 NFC Championship against the Packers, where he spent most of it on the sideline. Um, but I'm sure a man of his means yeah. and money, uh, and he's not a 
terrible looking guy. I'm sure he'll find a new trophy to have on his arm. Uh, that won't be a problem for him. And he's yeah. got he's got a pretty good deal out of the divorce. They they were heavily prenupped, so he's kept all of his money. She's got her own money from her modeling yeah. and reality TV career. And they've got the kids yeah. 50-50, so he, he doesn't even have to pay any alimony from what I understand because it's a 50-50 share. So I think really the fact that they amicably split, there doesn't seem to be a massive amount of animosity there, no more than your average kind of breakup at least. Yeah, he's used this smart man. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's really going to affect either of them too much, really. They they weren't in love anymore, so no. best to move on. Yeah, best for the kids. And it's best for us to move on as our time runs out on that topic. Let's delve back into the NFL proper then. And this has been a, a story in the off-season and before the off-season even began, just as... We were going through the playoffs. We started to wonder what was going to happen with this. But uh, with the 2020 season and hopefully training camps edging ever closer, should Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott take any deal that the Dallas Cowboys offer him? Off we go. Yeah, um, well, I'm I'm not a mega fan of these mega contracts. Um, but I think he'll he'll stay... I mean, if he doesn't stay, um, where is he going to land up? Um, who really wants the the issues that Dak Prescott can bring to any team? Um, yeah, all right. I'd, I'd like to see him successful somewhere, but I can't see him sticking around realistically for a long time with, with the Cowboys if they're not going to make playoff runs, Super Bowls. I mean, when was the last time the... the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. But uh, yeah. they have new a new coaching regime in in uh, Dallas now, and I think Dak has been a bit of a casualty of the fact that the Cowboys have been big spenders and they haven't got a whole lot of cap room. But they have offered him um, a contract of around thirty three, sorry, around thirty five million dollars a year. Um. But they've also, for this year, they've put the the exclusive franchise tag on him, which at the moment is worth just under $33 million. So if Dak Prescott really believes in himself yeah. and he's willing to bet on himself, he'll sign that franchise tag. He'll play for the $33 million. I mean, $2 million is nothing to laugh at, but for the difference of $2 million... Yeah to have that security for the year go out there light it up show the Dallas Cowboys what exactly why you should be paying him and then either he gets his contract next year or he gets to test the open market immediately and teams there are teams out there that would pick him up for sure uh, maybe even the New England yeah. Patriots yeah. if the Stidham project doesn't well, quite work maybe. out maybe yeah Two minutes gone again, Matthew. I mentioned that the XFL was the league that drew me in to this sport. And I was so, so excited for the return of the XFL this year. And so, so upset when the coronavirus put pay to it. But apparently, 
there is a little bit of hope. Uh, the debut season of the XFL was cancelled on the 13th of March after playing only five weeks. The league declared bankruptcy, never to return. Or did it? Do we think the league will pop up again in 2021, or are we destined to never get a decent spring football league? Two minutes on the clock, and I'm going to kick this one off. I don't think the closure of the of the XFL this time round was the fault of the XFL at all. I don't think any new league of any sport or any new business that's in their inaugural year could survive being shut down five weeks in uh, and not being able to run in the same way. And the bankruptcy was horrible for the people that work for the XFL. But from a business point of view, it was the best thing they could have done. It was a really clever thing to do. Who wants to be paying their coaches and all their players to not be able to play. They had a lot of guaranteed contracts and there was a lot of money going out for what was going to be absolutely nothing. But the TV ratings were strong, the ticket sales were strong, fans were flocking to teams. So if someone else, be that another investor or Vince McMahon with a fake moustache pretending to be someone else wants to pick up the league and start again. I think we can do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I generally love the XFL, like you said. I mean, it was great to watch football after the NFL wrapped up. Um, I, you know, it wasn't, like you said, the NXF, uh, the XFL's fault. Um, however, it was no exception to, to what was going on or what is going on with, with the global pandemic. Um, I feel like it'll go back into the hands of Vince. Um, somehow. And if... if Somehow. Um, but I think post-coronavirus, it'll, it'll have a revival and be successful. So I say bring back spring football and bring back the DC Defenders. <laughs> yes, you and I had chosen the same the same team to, to follow in the XFL in the DC Defenders. So shields up for the DC Defenders. Shields up. And time up on the XFL for this episode of Two Minute Warning. We're on to our last topic. And potentially, we could talk about this for six minutes if we wanted, because neither of us have used uh, yeah, this is where this, this is where this comes in. So if you're going to use out. it, <laughs> now's the time to do it. But finally, uh, on our return to the airwaves of Two Minute Warning, what team... Other than the team you support, because obviously you're going to want to see them, are you looking forward to watching in 2021? Two minutes, you can kick us off. Starts now. Okay, so um, first team I picked up was, um, and one of my fellow colleagues at the Hamheads will appreciate this, actually a couple of them. I want to watch the 49ers. Um, I think the I want to see where they'll they'll lift off again from from what they accomplished. Um, I know the Super Bowl was hard on them, um, but uh, I want to see Jimmy G play as he's um, as he's my uh, Brady replacement, mm -hmm. as mentioned. Um, I'm also a silent fan of the Ravens. I shouldn't be, uh, but I am. I quite like watching Lamar Jackson play. Um, he's exciting. A quarterback over there um, and secretly um, don't tell anybody but 
like you've mentioned, the Bills do look interesting. Um, so are they going to challenge the top of the AFC East and make it postseason? Yeah, I, I agree with you on most of those, actually. that I mean, there are obviously teams like the Ravens and uh, the Bills, as well as the Chiefs and the Titans that have been looking good in the last season. And it would be nice to see if they can carry on with that. But uh, I think out of all of those, the Bills are the team that I'm most looking forward to seeing. They've got the tools in place from last year and they've added Stefan Diggs. And I think we haven't even seen the best of Stefan Diggs in this league so far. Like You can't really consider his last year in Minnesota as part of his overall record because that guy was just pissed off in Minnesota. I don't know what they did to annoy him, but he was not happy and he wasn't playing to his full ability, nor was he able to play to his full ability. I'm going to call time out there because uh, I'm I'm not done talking. So another two minutes coming up. But uh, so I think with Josh Allen and with another group around him, I think Stefan Diggs is going to shine in Buffalo. And even if he doesn't, it will be interesting to watch what happens with these new pa- new pieces in place yeah. and whether they rise to that or whether they just completely foul it up and uh, the bed, as uh, I like to say. I know you like that phrase. Yeah, I do like... Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't really say it because my kids might watch this. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can say it. <laughs> it's inappropriate for anybody under the age of 14. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you, do you really think that Josh Allen is is their answer to quarterback over there in in Buffalo, or should they go in for a pissed off Aaron Rodgers? I think could be interesting. I think Josh Allen is an answer in Buffalo. I think he's yeah. at least uh, an above average quarterback. I'm not sure he fits in the in the realm of the elite quarterbacks in the league. Your your no, uh, no. Patrick Mahomes and your Garoppolo's and your Brady's and your Breezes but I think he's in that next tier down very solidly and has the potential to get better but I don't really think that the Bills have ever really given him a shot to shine with the receiving core that they've had they've kind of just brought in washed up hacks for the majority of his career so I think this year is the real test with a guy like Stefan Diggs on the team Um, the defense is absolutely amazing so they really really are going to be interesting to watch and they've got you know the dolphins and the jets and the patriots to beat up on twice a year so who's not gonna who's gonna hate that i'm certainly not going to we'll we'll see with the the new england have got a defense you know they're they're still elite on d it's just the o-line that needs fixing still so yeah well that's our time matthew unless you'd like to use your time out time yeah, go for it. Time out, time out. <laughs> keep it going. First episode. Let's can, keep it going. We can bend the rules um, a little but yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I think um, New England Patriots have still got a decent D. Um, and the old adage or the old the, the phrase that can be recycled as many times as you want is defense wins championships. But I, I don't think um, I don't think it's New England's time yet. Um, I think we've got to build. Yeah, I'm excited for the season. I'm really excited for the season. Um, uh, it's going to be 
odd, I think, if it's empty in stadiums. But who knows? They might put video screens in. That's the rumour, yeah, that they're going to put some video screens and pipe in some noise. I think, um, I want to say the German soccer league, is it Bundesliga, they've been piping in sound, crowd sounds and and faking it. And apparently that's been that's worked and that's been quite good the koreans have been, have started to do it as well and apparently it's it helps the players to just play like normal so we will we'll have to see i mean i think they they trialed video screens in the danish soccer league as well they invited all their fans via zoom so they could watch it in the stadium from their home so uh, your teammate andy cooper agrees with you that the 49ers are the team to watch uh, I I don't disagree with you. I just think it was a little. He, he would obvious. say that he's a Forty Niners fan, <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it was a little obvious yeah. that people would want to watch the Super Bowl runner-up. Like I was going for a more of a a surprise team than than the Forty Niners, but I I do really like uh, what the Forty Niners are doing at the moment. Um, but I'm reluctant to say that out loud uh, in case uh, my friend Smee is listening uh, so if you are listening Smee I didn't mean it I don't want to watch the 49ers go away no we we didn't mean it because I because I because I've said it too we we didn't mean it me or Jez we we don't really like them <laughs> and on that note that is our time completely up for our hi Smee by topic. the way <laughs> So that went rather quickly. How did you find your first experience on Two Minute Warning as my new co-host, Matthew? I'm staying. <laughs> I'm here to stay. I'll be here all week. Well, not all week, but yeah, I'll be here. I think we're arranging it for for every fortnight during the off season, and then some proper meaty conversations throughout the regular season and into uh, playoffs on to um, postseason and the Super Bowl in February. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I'll be here. Yeah, you can. You said you'd be here all week. I mean, you can keep streaming if you want, but you'd be talking to yourself because I've got, I've got things to do, man. You know, I've got to sleep at some point. <laughs> yeah, same. And I think I think my kids would hate me. <laughs> but we'll be here every fortnight in the off season. Um, a mixture of just general topics of what's happening around the league. If you have something that you'd like us to discuss, please do send us in some topics. Be more than happy to discuss them. And I think we'll start to do some division previews and team previews as we get closer to the season as well. So there's there's lots to talk about in the, in the NFL and uh, we'll be more than happy to do that. Definitely. So, Matthew, if uh, people want to get in contact with you on social media, where can they do that? Okay, so I'm on Twitter at Matt Ward Swansea. Um, I'm on Instagram at Matt the Dad of Four. And on Facebook, you can find me and you can also find me through my team, Swansea Hammerheads. Lovely. And if you'd like to submit a topic or generally get in contact with me, you can find me on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Jez Show, on Twitter at The Jez Show, on Instagram at The Jez Show, because some pr- stole my username on Instagram, uh, or just, you know, sh- <laughs> shout really loud. I might hear you. Yeah. Really, really loud. (laughs) But 
as I start to uh, to close us out with the music. We will be here for every moment that you can possibly imagine from professional football. Uh, giving you all of the, the information two minutes at a time. That's how we roll. So until next week, where we'll be discussing conference championships and many other things. I've been Jez. That's been Matt. We'll see you then. It's goodbye from me. Say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt. <laughs>